Welcome to Kitchen Table, candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Palacastro. I'm Nick Anthony, and today we're talking about Chosen Family. Oh. We're talking about Chosen Family today. What do you have to say about Chosen Family? Chosen Family is amazing. It's dope. It's necessary sometimes. For what be- is Chosen Family? Chosen Family, to me, definition-wise, is choosing people, loved ones, thoughtful beings to surround yourself with that take that place of family Who, when family isn't, you know, immediate or accessible or not around. Like, you choose the people to be around you and support you in times of need. And yeah, they're not necessarily blood-related. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have connection with them. And yes. It's invaluable. Yeah. I think for me, it's they do actually, for me, take the place of family sometimes, but they don't have to, right? Like yeah. they can also just be in addition mm-hmm. to your family, right? This expanded circle Absolutely. that we choose to bring into our lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I think is interesting, though, is that like, so you marry someone, that's a chosen family. Yes. But I feel like a lot of times that's all, like once you marry someone and then you go on the escalator and you have kids and a family, well, then that's your family, right? Sure. But like the person you choose to spend a life with is also your chosen family. Yeah, but you're choosing to start a life with them. I mean, it, it's still chosen, it, but it takes on- not biological. It takes on variating shapes as it moves yeah, I guess for, so. For In the beginning, you're taking a leap and you're like, uh-huh. all right, we're, I have this person. This is great. This is jazzy. And then, you know, you move forward and, mm-hmm. you know, things happen and, you know, may you may or may not have a family or not. You know, but mm-hmm. overall, if you're with them long enough, yeah, that is- Then they your, become your family. They yeah. become your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, I like that though. Yeah, no, yeah, me too. But yeah, the thing I love about Chosen Family is that you really get to surround yourself with people who are in deep alignment with your ideals, your points of integrity, the way you move through life, the way you live, the way you love, the way you fuck. Like you can really get hone in on that of like, okay, who do I want to surround myself with? Yeah. And that is something that has been just massive for me. I, I don't know if I've talked about this before. When I was 28, 29 during my Saturn returns, you can look that up what that (laughs) means. It's I, it's, it's, I think it's. Break it down for the people. I mean, I don't, I don't have the exact I, I might not do it justice, so I would say Google it. But it's, I believe, it's something about like Saturn returning, like on this, like like the time you were born, or. Yeah. But, but I know what it does, <laughs> and so the idea is that um, Saturn returns is it's also like it comes like a little bit later in life too, like midlife crises, that kind of thing, also. But a Saturn returns, the first one, the quarter one, is like around twenty eight, twenty nine. Oftentimes, it's like massive transformation in someone's life, so they go through like a major breakup or something massive is shifting. And for me, I was starting to shift like everything. Like I had went to, I did this fundraising challenge with organization called Off the Mat Into the World. Sean Corrin is part of that. She was on our podcast and uh, we went to Cambodia Mm -hmm. and it was a life-changing experience. And when I got back, I really, all of a sudden I started to shift a lot about how I was living. Like I stopped drinking. I shifted my relationship with men a bit. It was kind of, it was like the first time Mm -hmm. I I shifted my relationship with men and the validation that I really sought from them. I've come to learn that I continue to do that through my relationship with sex with men, even like really healthy relationships Mm -hmm. or, you know, but that was the first piece of like, really like 
wanting that extreme validation from men and wanting to be the most beautiful woman in the room and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of times I would get that validation that I sought. And so that shifted and just my focus shifted, like what I watched on TV and what I watched way less TV. I didn't have own a television and the music I listened to and the friends that I kept mm-hmm. big time started to shift because I started to shift my, I wasn't all of a sudden I wasn't drinking anymore. And so, and I do drink now, you know, it wasn't that I had an issue with alcohol no, but it in sounds, that way. It I wasn't like addicted it, to it, it right? It was very cent- central to like your friends having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. But I do want to make that like correlation that I was not addicted to alcohol, mm-hmm. right? That I could choose whether or not I engaged with it, right? And so, but it didn't feel fulfilling to me to do that in that way. And, and I do engage with alcohol now in a much different way. I don't drink to get drunk. Um, I don't drink to avoid. I do it from for a space because whatever I'm going to ingest is delicious. And usually it has to be with someone else or if it is by myself, it, it, there's something ritualistic and deeply enjoyable about sharing that. Yeah. And I love food and I love good food and good drink, right? And so I love a good whiskey or a good glass of wine, but it's something that enhances my experience and gives me pleasure as opposed to anesthetizing myself. And so at that time, I was really shifting a lot of that. And so the people in my life rebelled in a lot of ways. There was some not so nice things that happened as I was trying to find my footing, you know, And, and that happens a lot. Like, you know, when we start to change who we are, it affects those in our lives because they're like, oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I have to say to that is, yes, you know, like, I can relate to that. Yeah, I know you can. And so there was this time where I started, like people just were like, why are you not drinking? Or why are you drinking sometimes and not others? And it's like, and there was all this judgment and like, and I was like, well, cause I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what I want and how I want to live. And so- that happened for the first, you know, for like the end of my twenties. And then I went moved into my thirties and a couple, like a, a month later, I went on a four month trip to Brazil, Tanzania and India and had a Ma- massive really trip. massive, massive trip and had a, by myself, I went and had a really powerful transformational experiences. You know, lots of them, of course, did a lot of different service work and whatnot. Not religious service work, just want to to be clear on that. I'm not going trying to convert anybody on anything. But yeah, and then I, you know, I came back a year later, you and I met. And so all the people that are in my life now have only been in my life since I was like around 29, 28. I don't have friends from high school. I don't have friends from childhood. I did a pretty massive shift into recognizing that the people in my life, that we were bound by things that were no longer serving me, like alcohol, like gossip, talking shit about people, just this negativity, you know, like this kind of stuff. And hey, I'm all about feeling feelings, feeling hard feelings. I'm not about toxic positivity. I'm also not about like gossip is a big trigger for me. That was my experience of really shifting and starting to over the past, like, I guess at this point, like 13 years, starting to bring people into my life and, you know, just meet people that were way more aligned with who I was becoming and who I wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy a little tea every now and then. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah. I do enjoy a little gossip every now, now and then. Um, I was gossiped a lot when I was about when I was younger. About, and so that, that's, that's why, why it's a trigger. The, the taste of it. I was like the. I was the one. And so whenever people start to gossip, I get 
I feel like I'm doing something wrong yeah, yeah. because I know how horrible it was mm-hmm. to be talked about. That makes and sense. I just don't want to be involved in it. But I hear you. Like, yeah. Yeah. I hear you with the T. I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I led a life of just being okay with everything. And I feel like the moment I started to develop an opinion and had something to say about stuff, people were taken back by me showing up in that way. Damn. I'm accustomed to operating in a very chill vibe a good majority of the time. When it comes to me showing my multitudes, people definitely are like, whoa, I've never seen this side of you. What's This is surprising. So, I mean, I've definitely have had to walk away from people. I've had people walk away from me based off of that or what I, I don't know. At this point, it's only projection, but in terms of the alignment, it, it seems like they had issues with who I was or how I was showing up and didn't really leave me opportunity to fix that or not fix, but like to answer for that. Well, maybe it didn't have anything to do with you. Oh, that's quite, it had that, to do with that. Yeah, that, that's and quite possible mirror, too. That's, right? all, that's also a possibility too. Would you say you were a pleaser? Oh, yeah. 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 Recovering people pleaser for sure. I attract me some people pleasers. Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm really good at attracting people pleasers. Yeah, you do. <laughs> because um, I am not a people pleaser. I'm a boundary pusher. There you are. <laughs> but you know, you know what you want. You're able to communicate that. That's something I appreciate for sure. Yeah. Like you being clear on uh, what you need in those moments. So gets me into trouble sometimes. It's, it's people don't people, know what to people do. People aren't people aren't used to that. Yeah, people it's really frustrating. Accustomed to it. It's like, what's wrong with like this? Is what I need. Like you can say no. Like and I, and I am better at. There was a time where it was hard for you to say no. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I felt there. I, I had to defend in some way, shape, or form in, in those spaces, and mm-hmm. it was just like, well, I don't want to have to debate or defend. You know, me, your boundaries. Me, my boundaries. You know, there are moments where I, I more than likely betrayed myself and didn't have boundaries in those spaces, and I have to own that. But yeah, growing older and getting more regimented with like how I need, how I want to live my life and needing to plan things and like schedule things and not have things be like off the cuff and on on a whim. Like it's just, I need to surround myself with people who are just actively, who understand that, who give me space to be who I am. That's all there is to it. I get sad sometimes and I miss those people, but I know the separation was for the best. You got to keep on moving forward. Like life keeps on happening and like harping on things is just uh seeing and I have experienced it's not very useful. I mean, but maybe if anything, it, it helped it's necessary to move through some things sometimes. Yeah, to, you just don't want to get stuck. Yeah, you don't want to get that's it. You don't want to get stuck. I've seen people get stuck. Yeah. Like crazy. And it's mm-hmm. just like whew. I think I mean it makes sense like when you're a people pleaser or have been or you know, like have fit that role when all of a sudden people don't see that anymore and they're not getting that mm-hmm. getting that from you i can see how that could be challenging for me it's really yeah. i love and when, when um <laughs> strong i don't love it i don't love it i really <laughs> do like when i get my niece <laughs> i want this give it to me um, <laughs> that's an exaggeration but kind of not really <laughs> that's, an exaggeration. Like, that's probably that, that's what i envision in my mind when it happens when you get your niece <laughs> back you're just like yes <laughs> But it, there's a lot of safety in that for me. And oh. when people are like, yeah. this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. And especially now that I've done my work, I respect the hell out of that. Because here's the thing about people pleasers being on the other end. So all my people pleasers perk your ears up. Here's the thing about being on the other end of people pleasers. And 
I can talk to this because I have dated so many people pleasers and I have a lot of people in my life that are like that, is that when they say yes to something, you don't actually know for sure if it's what they want to do or if they're doing it for you. Mm. And what happens is like all of a sudden, is this your truth or is this my truth? Like I don't actually deep down want somebody to do something that they don't want to do for me, right? Sometimes like if it's like a need that's not going to put them out and it's like, yes, okay, sure. Like I understand sometimes we do things for people because we want to do it for them. But I'm talking about, I've had relationships that were based on that. And when the relationship ended, I was like, was any of that your opinion? Was any of that your fucking opinion? Wow. Some people base whole relationships. Their whole life's about around it. On that. Or based off like, you know, they, they'll get out of something and they move into something and they want it just to purely be that thing. I think, and especially in terms of marriage, you get married and you, you just yeah. you do the things you don't want to do, but you do it for your partner. Ew, happy wife, happy life. Oh, God, that, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. That makes me want to, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, no. And, and the whole, put the hand on the table, put the hand on, on, on top and this is the last time you'll have the upper hand comment Ew. during speeches. It's just like... <laughs> Ugh. Nick's been to a lot of weddings because he's a photographer. I hate it. I hate <laughs> yeah, that. that's all bullshit. Yeah. So I just wanted to digress a moment to talk about that, just to recognize that it's not because people pleasing, it gets hidden under the fact that you're doing things for other people and it makes them happy. But there is a dark side to it. <laughs> you don't know what you want. Yeah. But I appreciate that you have come to a space Nick, the way you really hold your boundaries with me and where you call it out, you literally will say like, you're pushing my boundaries right now. You're not respecting my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you say that, I'm like, what what the fuck am I going to say? You know, like you're right. And sometimes I just need that pointed out for me Mm -hmm. because the reason that I'm doing that is purely for safety purposes. Right. And so it reminds me that, okay, I'm seeking some kind of co-regulation right now. How do I take care of myself? That's in, you know, my anxious people, my anxious attachment styles, where you at? Because that happens, right? We're like, oh, I'm trying to get this need met for co-regulation for to feel safe. And it's like, oh, I can do this myself. Yeah. And so that's a lot of what my needs were birthed from, right? From this need for safety mm-hmm. and, and from trauma and all of this. And I also just have some really strong opinions about shit. <laughs> right? Like I know what I like and I would like to eat where I like to go. But those things have softened. I see you doing your work around those things. Thank you. Continue. (laughs) Like, it's just like, it's it's a part of it. Totally. We're all work, works in progress. Yeah. So chosen family. (laughs) Chosen family. How would you define chosen family? Yeah, I think chosen, well, I I did. I said, you know, chosen family is those who are deeply aligned with my values and my way of being. And the polyamory is a huge part of that for me. Yeah. You know, I do think that since opening our relationship and it's happened. Like I don't have some people in my life that I had when we opened our relationship. And it was just, you know, it wasn't that they extremely objected to it. Like they just didn't get it. And I felt their resistance, maybe their judgment. You know, my best friend who I talk about a lot on here, who's my third partner, uh, (laughs) she'd never missed a beat. And I get like, you know, we have to meet people where they're at, right? I get that. But she never missed the beat. She was just like, great, this is what we're doing now. Like, meaning me. A part of me is like, do we have to meet people where they are? I mean, if we want, we have a choice that we can. And that's great, right? Because not everyone's going to be that like, like she was. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we can give people grace and patience. Yes. yes. For things. 
but I mean, I did that, like, you know, and, and when it wasn't clicking, I was just like, and I don't really, it feels like we're not aligned anymore. You yeah, know, like felt, if I can't feel forced. Yeah. If I can't talk about my partners freely and it's not a novelty anymore and it's just like, then I don't, I don't think I want you in my life yeah. because I need to be full spectrum me. I need to be all of me and I need that acceptance. And so I think that's a big part of it for me and, and why chosen family is so important versus biological family, because I mean, I'm free to be myself however I want, but there doesn't feel like there's space for that in my family a lot, especially around polyamory. And not only that, but my work as someone who works with sex education, with sexual somatic healing, talks about sex, taking sexy pictures of myself. The first boudoir shoot I took was like this big thing. And, you know, oh, yeah. family member didn't talk to me for a long time about it because there was all this judgment. And for me, when it comes to the humans that I choose to surround myself with, I need to feel safe to be myself. Mm -hmm. And if a human in my life, whether they're biological related to me or not, doesn't accept that and I don't feel safe, then I'm a huge proponent of honoring what you need to feel safe and to feel good and to thrive. And if that means that someone's not in your life as much, then that's what that means. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of conditioning, programming, stigma around family and around like blood is thicker than water and we need to do everything we can for our family. Mm. And like, I see this a lot with clients. It's like, they got their boundaries until they get to family, yeah. especially like parental stuff or even sibling stuff. It's like, and then it's just like, but I have to. And it's like, no, you Maybe don't. Doesn't. You don't have to. You do not. And even in me, I feel that resistance, that part that's like, well, yes, you do. No, you don't. Like if you're not feeling supported, why walk into that, that fire? Yeah. But my experience with it, when it comes to people not being able to fully embrace my wholeness. I'm able to shift and not talk about it as much. If they're not in a space sure. to talk about it, I'm like, all right, we won't, we won't discuss this thing. And we'll connect all over this one thing and that'll be good. And as long as we're living- With family. That, yes. Yeah. As long as we live in that space, we're solid. And I do that as well. And I do that as well with some, mm -hmm. you know, to an extent. And yeah, like I get, like it takes people time to get used to things. I mean, at this point, it's <laughs> yeah. either you are or you're not because mm -hmm. it's six years. And yeah, and I think there's discernment there. Right. Oh, There's discernment about how you want to embrace those in your life or distance yourself at times. And that could be waves. I like for me, when I have moved through some pretty intense things and in some deep healing, I needed to take a step back from certain people in my life Yeah, because that's just what I needed to do to be able to heal. And that's okay. Absolutely. Like, okay. That, I think that's like, you know, what I really want to drive home here is that you are responsible for you, mm -hmm. right? You are responsible for your well-being, yep. for your safety, Got it. for your joy, yep. for your thriving, Get it. for your passion, your pleasure, all of it. Mm -hmm. You, no one else is responsible for any of that. And so if you need to take that responsibility and honor yourself in that way and have boundaries, because we all need them, then like do it. What's the saying? The boundaries again that we there's so many. No, but the one we like more recently. Boundaries are a way of for me to tell you how to love me, how to love me, mm -hmm. and for me to, not to feel as though I'm betraying myself. Yeah, like 
Yeah. That's it. You know, Brene Brown's is really simple. It's what is and is not okay for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. That's like the simplest. I love that. Keeps it simple. This is what is and is not okay for me. Got it. Boom. Like, it's not going to push away someone that, that cares about, you know, or someone who's willing we to just be, be open. Yeah, we could. But in terms of like important people to surround yourself with, that's going to push someone away. Then they're not meant to be there. Then that's something that needs to fall away from you. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's okay to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. It's okay to disappoint each other. Even to say that, I'm just like, ah. Well, that's a hard one for you. It's like, I hate disappointing people. I hate it, but sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. You got to say no. Like Absolutely. Not, not today. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Where'd that come not from? Not today. That's just, uh, you can put any pulpit, any, <laughs> any, any church. I, I, oh, yeah. There you go. Duh. I guarantee you right now in this moment, someone's just like, not today, Satan. <laughs> someone's like saying it intensely and someone's like shaking and getting, <laughs> catching the spear right now. I know it. No, there's someone doing this shit we're saying all the time, like some wild ass shit. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's a big ass world. <laughs> it's a big ass world. It's a big ass world. And your chosen family yeah. can be part of it. Embrace those people that you have chosen to bring in. And that's the thing. If there's people in your life that you're like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. They don't have to be there anymore. Take we a do- break. You know, it's okay to break up with friends. There's this idea that like you can break up with romantic partners, mm-hmm. sexual partners, but you can't break up with friends. Yes, you can. <laughs> you absolutely can. Like, uh, I think uh, <laughs> Esther has been also looking at this. Esther like, Perel. Yeah, looking at this relationship and seeing if there's better ways of, of cultivating deeper intimacy within a friendship that mm. that's not romantic. And mm-hmm. if there is a way to actually break up with a with a friend at that, if it comes down to that, like a clean, like thoughtful, conscious way of doing it. Of course there is. Yeah. Or sometimes you just grow apart. A lot of my friends, we just kind of... Yeah. It's just like, I don't talk to this person anymore. All of a sudden, you know. I don't hear from you anymore. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's okay. It is. I like breaks. I love my space. I do. Mm, 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 mm. People are like, why do you call me up? I was like, because I like my space. (laughs) Like I was chilling and like getting fed by myself. You know, like Mm -hmm. I needed it. I need it. In order yeah. to, to be who I am in this moment. And mm. it's necessity. It's sustenance for me. Chosen family. It's sustenance. We keep going away from the chosen family. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's all, but it's all relative. It is it's all, all relative. relative. It is all relative. Mm-hmm. Or relevant. Relevant, yeah. relative. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to wrap, mm-hmm. I think that for some people, like their family of origin, right, their biological family is, you know, they have best friendships in that. And for some, and I think especially in talking to those of you who have chosen to do something that's against the grain, right? So my queer friends out there, that's a big one, right? Like people don't get your choices of who you love. I'm there as well. Polyamory, even like job choices, right? Like there's these things that we do. And for me, I'm like in all of those boxes, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, people are like, I don't understand your choices. And that's the thing. We don't have to understand each other's choices. don't have to understand. We just have to love and be compassionate. Be compassionate. Have some grace. Be thoughtful. Like just oh, human beings. It's simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we are already coexisting. Yeah. Let's do more of that. Let's just coexist and love each other. And other people's changes, like, doesn't mean let them be mm-hmm. and be inspired. Yeah. Right. Like, by their changes like, and by yeah. the people that own their truth and all, live authentically. Slow claps and finger snaps on that one. 
slow claps and finger snaps. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram and check out my website at brittanypolacastro.com. And now we're on Twitter. Follow us at K Table Podcast. Follow me at Nick Anthony Photo on Instagram and check out my website at nickantony.com. Editing by Audionauts, music by Greta Hopmer. And like, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Please leave us a review, five stars, if you're feeling generous. It really does help. And share this podcast with someone who might benefit from it. Help us spread the kitchen table love, y'all. Until next time.